I'll go ahead and apologize. I didn't make as many handouts as I should have. We have a lot of folks back from vacation. I kind of guessed the number I might need, and I was wrong. I'll try to make a few more next time. But those of you who have your handout, you can turn to the first page. If you don't have one, I'll try to slow down on my on my announcement of the passage and and uh, turning your Bibles to First John chapter four, verse one. That's where we'll start. First John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. One of the big hits at the movies this year has been the movie Heaven is for Real. As a book, it was number one on the New York Times bestseller list in 2010. And its publisher, Thomas Nelson Company in Nashville, Tennessee, broke their company's sales record with 1.5 million copies sold of this book. I went to Books A Million and Barnes & Noble recently, and the cover of this book greeted me when I walked through the door. The movie hit theaters last spring. It cost $12 million to make and has since broke $100 million in gross revenue. Now the movie is on DVD and Blu-ray. I watched it last week on Comcast. It's a movie based on the events that took place in 2003. In a small Nebraska town, these events happened to the Burpo family. The dad, Todd Burpo, is a jack-of-all-trades preacher in the Wesleyan denomination. The Wesleyan denomination is very kin to the Methodist denomination. Todd and his wife, Sonia, they're a real-life couple. They have a son named Colton, who when he was almost four years old, had an emergency surgery because of a ruptured appendix. Colton claims, while he was on the operating table, to have visited heaven. In the movie, and he's a cute little feller. He is in this movie. He is. He's a cute little blonde-headed feller. And when he, and his, when he was on the operating table and, and his daddy was praying in the sanctuary and his mama was all by herself calling people to pray, I tell you, I cried. The movie got me, got me around the throat. I cried. Because we've all been there if you've got children at all. You've, you've been there when you've been worried about your child. And they're sick and they're in the hospital. The movie played on my emotions a lot. In the movie, like I said, he's a cute little feller. And he tells his mom and dad and others about his amazing journey. Angels with wings, singing with the angels, meeting Jesus, meeting Jesus' multicolored horse. Colton speaks matter-of-factly about things that happened before before his birth, things the movie 
says he couldn't possibly know. Like meeting his great-grandfather, Pops, and his little stillborn sister, who his mom and dad never named, but the little girl, she's a little girl in heaven now, and won't stop hugging him. Todd and Sonia, they struggle with this information. And the movie, the majority of the movie basically, is Todd and his struggle as a preacher with the information that's given him by his son. His struggle becomes the local denomination's struggle, and then it becomes the town's struggle. And if you watch the movie, it becomes the viewer's struggle. Many I know, personally, truly believe the events in this movie happened. And it's the reason why I want to speak to it this evening. This type of, tr- this type of movie troubles many. But I want to make sure that heaven is for real. Not because a movie tells me so, but because the Bible tells me so. I must test, as we read at the beginning, such things by God's Word. In the Bible, in John chapter 14, verse 1, John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus speaks to His disciples, and He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know And the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Heaven is for real. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ told us so. Not because of a movie tells me so, because Jesus tells me so. Paul, quoting Isaiah, he he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. What would the relevance and value of this passage And the words of Jesus in John chapter 14 be, if so many, including Colton Burpo, cutie little Colton Burpo, returned with vivid descriptions of heaven as they do in thousands. the, The movie Heaven is for Real is not just, it's one of thousands of these movies and tales and books. It's a drop in a sea of them. The test for anyone claiming to give us new revelations like Jesus has a multicolored horse. The test for anyone claiming to give us new revelations from or about God is not how we feel or what others say, but what God says. 
We can't let our emotions and crying and, and loving this cute little boy. He's a cutie. I'm telling you, in the movie, he's, he's a cutie bug. Every, every lady in here would want to grab him up and just hug him to death. Every man in here would want to take him out and play ball with him. But we must be like the Bereans. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the Word with all readiness and searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So let's search the Scriptures tonight and find out that heaven is real. It is for real. And we don't, have to, we don't have to go outside the Scriptures to find out about heaven. We can stay right here with the truth and be blessed so much. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. It's here. The time of judgment begins here, Christians. And if it begins with us first, Peter's saying if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved... Where will the ungodly and sinner appear? This verse 18, it starts the next point. Heaven is for real, and heaven is for reunions. It is for reunions. In the movie, Colton claims to have met Pops. He's the grandfather of Todd Burpo. Todd loved Pops. He spent lots of time with Pops. But Pops died when Todd was seven. The family that was left, and Todd Burpo in particular, always wondered if his pops believed in Jesus or not. No one Todd talked to knew if his grandfather believed in Jesus or not. But Colton meets pops in heaven. So now it's a fact as far as the movie's concerned. Pops is in heaven. Also, Todd and Sonia, they had a stillborn child. The sex of the child was not known when it was born, but Colton, in his claim of heaven, was hugged continually by a little girl who said she was his sister who died in his mommy's tummy. She didn't have a name. I want you to know today that heaven is for reunions with friends and family who are children of God. Heaven is for all those who obey God. Listen to, listen to Paul. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. 2 Timothy 4, verse 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved His appearing. Do you see? Do you see who heaven is for? Notice Hebrews. Notice who's registered in heaven. In Hebrews chapter 12. Before we even get there, notice who's registered in heaven. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn 
who are registered in heaven to the God, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than that things that of Abel. Those in the church of Jesus Christ, the firstborn from among the dead, that's who Jesus Christ is, are registered in heaven. One of the problems that I have with the claims of going to heaven by anyone comes from reading and understanding the window into the afterlife that we're given in Luke chapter 16. If you have your Bibles, turn there or you can turn in your, in your, uh, in your handout. Lazarus, uh, the beggar, and an unnamed rich man, they die. Lazarus is carried by angels to heaven. Is that what it says? No. He's carried to paradise, and the rich man goes to torment. They are in Hades, not hell, but Hades, the waiting place for those who are to be judged. The rich man is in torment. Pick, pick up with me here in Luke chapter 16, verse 24. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am, in tor- for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus' evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Notice in this passage, the two men had lived, they died, and, and entered Hades. In Hades they were separated. There was one in torment. There was one in paradise. In Hades, no one can go from one place back to the other. And same way in paradise. No one was given the privilege to return back to the land of the living. In our passage, in Hades we are conscious, but we don't go straight to heaven when we die. What happens when you die? Well, we read in Luke chapter 16, when Lazarus died, the angels came and carried him to Abraham's bosom, carried him to a place of complete rest. But notice, they knew each other. We'll know each other in the afterlife. Heaven is for reunions, but heaven is for rest. Heaven is for rest. Paradise is for rest. Notice, if I hope everybody got one of these. This is by Brother Charles Williams. He's the preacher down at the Nashville Road Church of Christ. He's one of the most brilliant minds that I know. Okay? He is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. I would love for him to stand right here, just take over and tell you about this graph that he's copyrighted, okay? He gave me permission to copy it for you, right? On the, on the, on the side that says the state of man and angels, I want you to look at the graph and get familiar with it just for a minute. On the top it says there's third heaven, there's angels, and then there's a prepared place in heaven. Think of those as three different 
three different sections. There's a third heaven, there's a second heaven, and there's a first heaven. The first heaven is the atmosphere, as we talk about in Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. I encourage you to look at these scriptures yourself. The second heaven is outer space. It's where the planets, stars are. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Then there's a third heaven. Paul went to this third heaven. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. Now, in the world that we live in, there are humans. There are those who are saved, and there are those who are lost. That's how we look at things from the Scriptures. The saved or the safe. Babies are safe. If Colton would have died on that operating table from that massive, massive surgery that he had to have, he would have gone to paradise. He was an innocent. How do I know? Well, you've got to hear the Word of God to be saved. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to believe it. Three-year-olds can't do that. They can do it to some degree, but they certainly can't repent of their sins and confess Jesus Christ as Lord before others. There's no need for them to be baptized into Jesus Christ. It's only until they understand, hear with understanding that they can, they can, uh, can be saved. God is not an unjust God. He wants everyone to be saved. He's not going to give them not a chance. So, it brings up lots of questions, and we can answer those at a later time. But they're the saved. That's who, that's who Jesus Christ is coming back after. Romans chapter 5, verse 10. Then there's the unsaved. And when that person dies, there's the physical death. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22. Our bodies go to the grave. Wherever that grave is. It could be, um, it could be down here at the cemetery, Old Brush Cemetery, or it could be cremating, or you could be lost at sea and drowned at the bottom of the ocean. Wherever your grave is, dead human bodies, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10. But the spirit goes to one place or the other, paradise or Tartarus, torment. There's a gulf in between those. This is called Hades. And then... The angels who have fallen, they'll go, they are in Tatar, they'll go to Tartarus, Tartarus, and there is a prepared place in heaven, and there's a prepared place in hell, Gehenna, and we can see the scriptures there. And then when you die, you go to paradise or you go to Tartarus. Have you been obedient in this life? Have you obeyed God and, and done what He said? Or have you not? Are you old enough to understand the question? I'm not being mean. I'm just asking, are you old enough to understand the question? If you're old enough to understand that question, yes, I've obeyed God, or no, I have not obeyed God, then you know the answer of where you're going if you died tonight. You know the answer. Just like a, a murderer. He murders someone. I say I murder Willie. I shoot him. I shoot Willie right in the head. I would never do it, Willie. I promise. But y'all haul me down. Get me arrested. Take me to jail. I know I murdered Willie. I hadn't had a trial yet. The judge hadn't pounded the gavel yet. But I know I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty. I'm just in a holding cell waiting for the judge. That must be the most horrible thing for those who wait in torment to know they could have done something and they can't anymore.
Heaven is for real. Heaven is for reunions. But we learn here from Luke chapter 16, heaven is for rest. Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. Complete rest. He knew Abraham, and Abraham didn't make him leave his rest and do the bidding of the rich man. Knowing of this rest, Paul, he was torn. Look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Paul was torn. He, he knew about this rest. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. <laughs> if I get to live, I get to live for Christ. But if I die, great. Great. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I cannot tell. He's, he's torn. You see the, how he's torn? For I'm hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Paul tells the Thessalonians, there will be rest for the troubled when Jesus Christ comes back. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. The Jews have the Sabbath day to rest, and the Hebrew writer, knowing we are not under the old law, but the new law, he writes, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. We are promised a rest one of these days. I'm looking forward to it. How about you? Colton states he was told by Jesus in the movie that no one will ever hurt you here. That's true. No one will ever hurt you in heaven. I don't remember it from the movie, but the synopsis of the book that I read, I read a couple of synopsises of the book. I didn't read the book. I read synopsises of the book. They say that Colton saw everyone in heaven carrying a sword. They were carrying a sword in heaven just in case the devil tried to take over heaven again. Now, planning for war does not sound very restful, does it to you? Someone is scared if they have to carry protection in heaven. I don't believe we'll be scared in heaven. I don't believe we'll be scared in paradise. There will be no need for a sword or a gun or a bazooka. Heaven is for real. Heaven is for reunions. Heaven is for rest. And sin will not be in heaven because heaven is for righteousness. Notice 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Only the righteous, defined by God, will dwell in heaven. Let me repeat that. Only the righteous, and that righteousness is defined by God, will dwell in heaven. Only those of the, as we've read, Hebrews 12, verse 23, general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Jesus told His followers in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's why we should rejoice. John observed this statement. John observed this statement in Revelation twenty-two fourteen: 14. Blessed are those who do His commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. If we want to go to heaven, we have got to obey God's commands. 
Paul implores Timothy. He, tell, he just begs Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 14, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which He will manifest in His own time. He who is blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling, notice, dwelling in unapproachable light, Notice whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. The spotless and the blameless because of Jesus, the righteous because they are right with God will go to heaven. And notice from this passage, the Lord's appearing will be in His own time. Jesus Christ will appear in His own time. Jesus Christ alone has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light. That light is unapproachable. Notice, no man has seen or can see. No man includes little Colton. For Jesus said, John chapter 3, verse 13, No one has ascended. Now listen to this now. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. That makes it pretty clear. Makes it pretty clear. No one means no one. Yet today, many thousands have found a shortcut. John chapter 13, verse 33. Little children, I shall be with you a while longer. You will seek me, as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. Do you, do you see what Jesus says here? Where I am going, you can't come. John chapter 13, verse 36. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now. But you shall follow me afterward. When? When you die. Apostles, you can't follow me now, but you will. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. John chapter 14, verse 3. And I will come again. Many besides Colton Burpo have claimed they have seen Christ. But notice, Jesus will come back, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and the mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. We can't see Jesus unless our bodies are changed into something incorruptible. We cannot meet Jesus in our corruptible bodies. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. For we know that if this earthly house, this tent, this body is destroyed, we have a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. Verse 4, For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now, He who has prepared for us this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee, so we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. 
Why? For we walk by faith, not by sight. We have in our society found a great need to reverse this last statement. To walk by sight, not by faith. We want to see heaven. We want to see somebody who's gone there. We want to talk to somebody. You went to heaven? Oh, wonderful. What was it like? Well, Jesus had a multicolored horse. We walk by faith, not by sight. Faith, Hebrews 11 verse 1, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Romans chapter 10 verse 7, this faith comes by hearing. Colton Burpo, no, I'm not trying to be trite, I promise you. But faith does not come by hearing Colton Burpo or anyone else who makes these claims. Faith comes by hearing God's Word. We walk by faith, not by sight. I do not believe the Bible was cracked open once in Todd Burpo's struggle to understand what his son was telling him. In the movie it wasn't. It wasn't cracked open once to understand what his son was telling him. Hebrews 11 verse 6, notice, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jesus Christ is coming back one of these days and God is going to reward me because heaven is for real. Heaven is for real. I want to go, don't you? God wants us to be confident. Look back at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Heaven is for real, not because a movie tells me so, but because the Bible tells me so. Heaven is for reunions. Heaven is for rest from our troubles here on earth. Heaven is for the righteous. Only those who have obeyed the gospel will go to heaven. Heaven is for real and we can go there. We must allow some things to be a mystery. Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things, the, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed, they belong to us. They belong to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. The secret things, though, belong to God. He's revealed so much to us. And and it seems like we want so much more. But the things that have been revealed to us, the things that we understand, the things that we know, those are ours. They're our children's. That's what we can speak to our children. We can speak the truth to our children. Many things have been revealed about heaven in the Bible, so let's believe those things. Let's believe those things. When we get to heaven, I'll have many questions finally answered. In Matthew 24, Jesus' disciples ask a question that I know I would have answered had I been walking with Jesus at the time. I know I would have asked this question. Matthew 24, verse 3 says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. That's the first thing that came out of his mouth. Take heed that no one deceives you. 
Notice how Jesus begins his answer. Take heed, watch out, beware that no one deceives you. And again, Jesus warns, Luke chapter 8, verse 18, take, therefore take heed how you hear. Let's make sure we believe the honest truth and not the hype. Heaven is for real. and We can go there. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? You can if you obey. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Come right now. Just together we stand and sing.